Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Wednesday, July the 1st. Our top story today and its feared staff at care homes in Kent could have been using faulty PPE delivered during the pandemic. 80 batches of surgical face masks have been recalled because of problems with the straps and nose protection. They're thought to have been part of an old stockpile and were out of date by as many as seven years. Nadra Ahmed, who's chair of the Medway-based National Care Association, says an investigation should take place. We've got to find out where these masks went so that we can actually um, start to look through how widespread it was. But at this stage, we don't know exactly how many of these masks they were and, and where were they dispersed to. The Department of Health says safety is its top priority and the issues been resolved. Our most read story on Kent Online today is that more people are dying with coronavirus in East Kent's hospitals than anywhere else in England, with health bosses blaming a late second peak. 21 COVID deaths have been recorded at sites in Ashford, Margate, Canterbury, Dover and Folkestone in the last week. That's over 10% of all coronavirus-related deaths in hospitals across the country over the past seven days. However, new figures show the coronavirus infection rate here in the southeast has fallen since the start of lockdown. The all-important R-rate number is now 0.84, down from 0.94 in May. If it's kept below one, the number of new cases should continue to drop. Kent Online News. Some more of today's top stories now and a teenager's been arrested on suspicion of murdering two sisters in a London park. Police think Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry were stabbed to death by a stranger in Wembley last month. Their mum, who lives in Ramsgate, has previously said how devastated the family is. An 18-year-old man from South London is in custody. Lots of jobs at risk today. 115 could be lost if plans to shut one of Kent's busiest leisure centres for a year are agreed. Bosses want to carry out a multi-million pound refurb of the Stour Centre in Ashford, including a new soft play area, climbing facilities and cafe, as well as a major redecoration. Some staff would be made redundant due to the prolonged closure. Meantime, ferry company DFDS has announced 650 jobs will be going because of the coronavirus crisis. They can't confirm yet how it'll affect Dover. Redundancies are going to be made across its whole operation, which includes 20 European locations. The RMT union has described it as another kick in the teeth for port communities. Now, it is exactly 100 days since the Prime Minister told us to stay at home, protect our NHS and save lives. Lockdown has seen families across Kent adapt to remote working, furlough, homeschooling and queuing to get into supermarkets. But with the biggest relaxation of restrictions due this weekend, has it been successful? Professor Richard Scase is from the University of Kent. Looking back over the last 100 days, I suspect I'm likely to agree with other behavioural scientists and and also the medics, uh, which is that um, the lockdown was too late in being introduced. And had it been introduced uh, a couple of weeks earlier, uh, it could have saved lives. And there was no reason why it shouldn't have been introduced earlier. 
because of the experience of other countries. I, I think the lockdown being totally unprecedented uh, um, with the government literally telling us how we lead our personal and private lives um, was incredibly successful. Uh, and uh, people responded, I think, in a very socially responsible, um, um, reasonable way. Uh, I don't think any government could have asked more from its population uh, than the British people and how they responded. They adhered to all the recommendations in terms of staying at home, in terms of how they organised their lives uh, in a situation which was totally unprecedented, as I've already mentioned to you, um, in peacetime. I think if you look at the easing of lockdown, uh, that's caused greater problems for government uh, and for health authorities uh, than the imposition of the lockdown. Um, I think possibly because um, the messages haven't been particularly clear. Uh, the recommendations have been slightly um, ambiguous to interpret. Uh, and this has led to, um, uh, for example, the scenes we saw last week on the beaches in Bournemouth, uh, and, and also here in Kent, uh, people crowding and congesting uh, Margate, Whitstable. Um, but I think we should put this all into context. I mean, with a population of 66 million, um, just a few thousand, in a sense, behaving in an irresponsible way, um, in a very, un, very exceptional circumstance, very hot weather, sunny weather, having been locked down for weeks, um, I, I think... It, you know, we shouldn't generalise from that, that very exceptional experiences to the population as a whole. Um, I, like lots of medics and behavioural scientists, I have lots of concerns about what's going to happen this weekend. Um, I don't think I'm the only uh, behavioural scientist to say that uh, to ease or to end the lockdown on a Saturday, I think is a misjudgment. I think it should have been um, announced to, 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 to take place in the middle of the week rather than at weekend. This great celebration that people are talking about coming up at this weekend with the opening of pubs and restaurants, I think is a recipe for disaster. The, 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 bar, the virus has not gone away. It's still there, as the Prime Minister has pointed out on a number of occasions. Uh, uh, and to have this great opening, this great celebration, Super Saturday, I think is being very irresponsible. And I think puts on the agenda um, to an increasing extent the potential of a second wave in a few weeks' time. More southeastern trains are going to be running in Kent next week. Bosses have announced they're ramping up services on many routes from Monday. Passengers will have to wear face coverings, though, and are still being told to only use public transport if there's no other option. It's been revealed plans for a huge new development near Sittingbourne could include 1,000 affordable homes. If it's approved, Fox Church Garden Village in Bobbing would have a total of 2,500 properties, a primary school, shops, pubs and offices. A virtual public consultation has been held this week, with people having their say on the proposals to build on 500 acres of land around Demelza Children's Hospice off the A2 and A249. A Kemp museum has announced it's going to reopen later this month with a one-way system in place and reminders about social distancing. Bosses at Maidstone Museum are encouraging visitors to book in advance but say some attractions, like kids dressing up, won't be available. They'll be opening their doors on July the 14th. And a little boy from Kings Hill who's raised more than a million pounds for charity by walking 12k on his prosthetic legs has been presented with the Prime Minister's Points of Light Award. 
five-year-old Tony Hudgel had to have his legs amputated as a baby and has been taking part in a fundraising challenge throughout June. At kentonline.co.uk, you can watch a video of the moment he completed that challenge yesterday. Well, that's all for today, but don't forget to keep up to date at kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.